0: this radio
1: welcome to three queens and a king podcast where candid conversation matters it's your show baby Welcome back, folks. Thank you once again for tuning in to Three Queens and a King podcast. We are back um, talking to you all this week about entrepreneurship versus uh, corporate America or being an employee. Before we jump into the conversation, let us welcome our king to celebrate this week. Back again, my friend, Mr. Nassim. How are you today, sir?
0: Hello. I'm doing wonderful. Glad to be back
1: on your show. And it's, uh, usually we record um, on Fridays. Uh, Today we're recording on a Sunday. And I feel like the energy across the board is way better on a Sunday afternoon than a Friday night. Um, And I can just see it on all of our faces. Like our energy is light and it's beautiful outside. And spring sounds are happening. People are cutting grass. You hear the birds chirping. Everybody's happy, right? Mm (laughs) Right. So I'm excited, too, to have this uh, conversation, excited to have the vaccine beam And yes, yeah, indeed. how was everybody's week? Seem, what'd you do this week? How was your week, bud?
0: My week was filled with being dope and creative. I got to hang out with some good friends. I got to get a little more organized. And that's what the path that I'm on right now, just trying to be more organized and just trying to move forward in the businesses that I have.
1: You made some pretty uh, big decisions in the past couple of weeks as an entrepreneur that I'm sure we'll touch on uh, later in the show. But um, overall, though, how are you feeling now that you have gotten past the point of actually putting those decisions into motion and it being your reality?
0: Actually, I feel a lot better because I was in between actual corporate America and being an entrepreneur under the same umbrella, and. It's just kind of like a tug of war, you know, it's pulling you from either side. But as far as today, after making those decisions, I feel like the weight of the world has been removed from my shoulders.
1: Yeah, and without having to let go too much into it, because we talk all the time and we talked about this for a while while you were trying to make the decision, what was going to be best for you. I remember me saying to you, you was going to feel better
0: once you made the decision. And I feel a lot better. Yes, I
1: do. Yes, I do. I am glad. We're going to talk more. Maybe you'll be able to shed some light to some folks that are thinking about getting into the industry that you've been working for decades. You built a brand for 30 plus years or uh, really just taking the time to maybe kind of go and work with somebody else and help them build up what they got going on. For the sake of peace of mind, sometimes you have to make that decision.
0: Exactly. And you're funny that you're saying that because I just thought about that this morning. Like, you know, you always want to have the right team. But I said to myself, well, maybe I'll join on with somebody and be a part of their team to try to help their uh, organization.
1: Which is always cool, too. You know, you don't always have to be a leader. Sometimes you can. Help, you know what I mean. Others get where they're trying, trying to be, and being a vessel like that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. So I'm proud of you. You already know. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Oh, I about what you was <laughs> yes, ma'am, you know, sir. <laughs> Chris, what's going on with you? Now, Chris says she looks great from waist up, but you've been doing Sunday chores today. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I'm dirty from the waist down. Like I couldn't even (laughs) recognize my feet. I took off my shoes and literally there was a pile of dirt just on my floor. And I was like, I'll get that later. I'm tired. (laughs) And then I was like, I'm gonna have some water. And I'm like, no, I really want coffee. And I was like, you know, wine sounds good. And that's how I ended up with my trio. I was like, I worked hard today. I need a little of this and a little of that.
1: A pick-me-up, a relaxer, you know, so something can yeah. be hydrated. <laughs> exactly. No <it> all.
2: Yes. <laughs> it's a balance. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Definitely it is. <laughs> what you been into this week? How, what's been going on? How's True?
2: Uh, very good, actually. Um, she's going to be doing half days during summer, which is nice since kids miss so much school. Uh, so she's been actually in the garden with us a lot and planting things, and she's been so excited. She's planted her own flowers. And the one thing that that baby loves to do is eat flowers. So we're making her an edible garden where she can eat whatever she wants out of it. And even yesterday, she's like picking pieces of parsley and just eating it. She's like, can I eat the rest of this? And I was like, "Okay, yeah, I mean, you can eat whatever you want out of this
1: box. (laughs) She's such a special kid, man. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know too many children that are like, let me go outside and pick something to eat. But that just says, that goes to say, uh, goes to show um, what you and Abe are exposing her to. Yeah. She's just like soaking it up like a sponge. Getting she, so big. So smart. she even
2: has her own wheelbarrow now. So she just, she even like <laughs> takes stones around the yard and puts them where <laughs> she puts them. <laughs> it's pretty funny. so got-
1: strong-willed. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we chuckle about it now and god willing the show will still be going on 10 years from now or some variation of it and we'll be talking about how truly was always this way yeah. and now at 13 she's running her own business right yeah a lemonade stand An- or a babysitter's club or <laughs> something right <laughs> Not yeah, the babysitters name is truly you remember the <laughs> babysitters club
3: do yeah, i
1: girl listen claudia was my favorite because she liked to dress and she was an artist. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so
3: I like the babysitters club and then what was it? The Little Sisters. But uh, my my jam was Sweet Valley High. And I think we should get we should we should have like a little episode of like YA that we liked when we were kids sometime. I think that's I idea. never I, that. I
1: forgot about Sweet Valley High because there was two twins, right? Oh, I love Sweet Sweet Valley, Sweet Valley. <laughs> <High>. <laughs> <laughs> I remember reading those books because they were sisters and they were twins and they looked exactly alike exactly identical but were so different in personality yes I, I think remember they were my reading. aunt's books, and then somehow I got them that's a great pass down that's a great pass down yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I used to read that was my thing when I was a kid man because there was always so much going on in my family life that to be able to take a book and just sit on the porch or sit in my room or I would go to the library and be in the library for hours reading books and just looking through stuff. I mean like 9 10 11 12 years old like that was my jam. That's what I wanted. To do. Wow. That was yeah. good
0: cuz I didn't start really getting into books and reading until after school. And after I got out of high school that's when I just really picked up on reading but I like to read self-improvement material. Oh
1: I, yeah. I couldn't yep. read- yeah. yeah. Go ahead, see.
0: No, I was just saying, I couldn't, I can't just sit back and read a love story that's fiction. <laughs> no, I just, that's just not me.
1: <laughs> see, and when I was a kid, it was all about fiction. Um, even all up until uh, young adulthood, I was uh, always reading stories <clears throat> and they always had a central theme. With, I think I shared this with you guys before, where there'd be some like really dope, strong like abnormally fine, beautiful chick, just killing it all the way around. She always had some kind of adversity. She had to like jump through and hoops and whatnot. And at the end, she always came out on top, had a dope ass husband, kids was dope. She was making money and she was fine as hell, traveling the world. And I'm like, oh, maybe that's why I'm trying to get my life to look like that. <laughs> like, hey,
0: okay. Well, there's nothing
1: wrong with that. <laughs>
0: right, that could you be know? a part of self-improvement,
1: I yeah. we actually put that together a couple of years ago, like, the Power of the Mind. Hmm. <laughs> but when I hit about 22, 23, I started getting into self-help books, too. My first book that I read, I think, that really, like, opened me up as far as um, <clears throat> healing generational curses was mm. by Yama Van Zandt. One Day My Love Soul her. Just Opened Up was the name of the book. And it was like a workbook, too, but it really made you, like, dig into some issues, which then like opened up more stuff that I felt like I needed to deal with, with, which led to more books and more books and more books. So yeah, I didn't start reading stuff that was like actually beneficial to me and not just, you know, a story. So I was about 22, 23. And then from there I was was bit by the bug. Like I need to read information all the time, get some information. So Mm -hmm. yep, yep, yep. That's what's up. (laughs) (laughs) Bean. <laughs> <That's a smile. laughs> uh, at any rate so yeah we are talking today about entrepreneurship versus um corporate America or being an employee if if you've never worked corporate America but you've worked in some kind of other setting where you're not the boss or it's not your business um and we're gonna go around the table like we do and just kind of share experiences and uh Tell the listeners why it is that you've chosen the path that you've chosen ultimately, um, current day, and hopefully help some folks either make a decision or give them some resources or inspire them because that is what we're here for. If You guys have not tuned in before. You know that we always incorporate some kind of local music into the show. So here is the time to take a little dance break. We will be right, right back. Thank you for tuning in. All right folks we are back thank you for tuning in three queens and a king podcast our king of the week to celebrate this week is Nassim and he has been an entrepreneur your entire adult life is that correct
0: yes correct okay
1: so if you're just jumping on um we are talking about entrepreneurship versus corporate America slash being an employee um and yeah Nassim right before we came back from break you decided you're just gonna share your story. And I really think your story is super interesting because I know a lot of people who have been um, in the position that you are in currently and allowed lack of faith or fear to keep them from making the decision they needed to, to further their brand. And I know that that was something that we went back and forth with for a while before you made the decision that you did. Um, but you are owner still of Sky's a Limit uh, Barber & Beauty and have been for how many years exactly uh,
0: every bit of i want to say 20 every bit of 20, 20 years. 21 years
1: yeah 21 Easy. Years. and and in that time you started and operated three different locations is that right three to four to four i would say four four different locations four locations yes. and each time you grew the brand a little bit more with each yes. new location. Um, and not Correct. to be confused, not four separate locations, but you grew the brand, grew out of four separate locations until Correct. recently you just you just uh, shut the doors to your last location. Tell, tell the people what you've been doing. First, really, what led you to want to start your own thing versus going a more traditional route?
0: Well, actually, how I got into barbering was, (laughs) and this is a funny part of the story, my uncle messed my hair up when I was younger. So after he did that, I just told myself I would never let no one else cut my hair again. So I got me a pair of clippers. I started cutting my own hair, started experimenting with me. And then a lot of my friends in the neighborhood, they liked what I was doing. So then I started taking on my neighborhood as clients. So I think it was around 90, 91, where I chose to go to barber college and I enrolled. Uh, my life took a turn at that time. So I kind of terminated myself and took some time off. So I went back in 97 and 98 to actually get my license. And I knew I was good and I knew I was blessed to be able to carry a shop because in the barber world, all you need is your barber license and you can go and open up a barber shop for the most part. So at that time, I just said, well, hey, you know what? That's what I'm going to do. I had the confidence in myself. I had the confidence in my work. I knew I had a good work ethic. So I just kept going. I was cutting in basements, cutting on back porches, you know, and then I was blessed to be able to get my own shop. And, uh, you know, kind of the rest is history at that point.
1: So you put in... (coughs) You put in 20 years in your own shop, carried the brand through four different locations. I'm sure built and connected with, and inspired and networked with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people over the years. Um, to this day, even folks are still calling you, knowing that you're you're taking time off So like get in your chair, like so you're you're a hot commodity um, and and a part of people's you know self care regimen and just a big part of, of folks' routine. You yeah. know, I used to say all the time, and that's how we met, is that I landed in this chair. Uh, we had a mutual friend who said, hey, come over, get your hair cut, because I needed my cut. I've worn my hair short for years. I needed it cut. And as a woman, it's hard sometimes to find a man that can cut a woman's hair and it be crisp, but still be soft to her face. And that was something that I liked mm-hmm. about your skill set. Um, and as soon as we met, as soon as I was in your chair, it was a wrap and I would go to your, I would come to you. And it was often that I knew if I didn't take an hour or an hour and a half out of my week at any other time, that when I sat in your chair, I could just chill. Sometimes I'd fall asleep. Sometimes we would talk about life and I would cry <laughs> and release and so, and all the time you never, you never swayed my head always came out sharp afterwards (laughs) like we would get through our session and it was it became like a part of the therapy so now that you know you've known that you've made an impact on your community you've done it for years and years and years you've decided now to take some time to yourself what this is a two-part question what brought you to this point where you're at right now and what's next
0: What brought me to this point right now was, you know, after you have mastered something, you know, it's for the most part, it's kind of time to switch gears. So that's kind of what played a part in my decision of today. And since I am a, a creator, artist, innovator. I said, well, let me try to start something else. And me and my daughter, she went to school for uh, fashion design. So I said, hey, we're going to start off this clothing line. And it's just been an uphill battle because trying to leave something that you've known for so many years and start something new is not easy. Being an entrepreneur is a wonderful thing. But it does take a lot of sacrifice and hard work. I mean, people—you hear people every day like, "Oh, I'm gonna start this business. I'm gonna start that business." But it's—it's it's not that easy. But it is more better for the person and their well-being. I know how to do carpentry work, so when I would get a new shop, I would be able to go in, do the adjustments that needs to be made. You know, I'm, I'm a good friend, so you know, I, I have uh, greeting skills. Uh, You know, it was just a lot of things that played a part in me opening up a barber and beauty salon. So now at this stage of the game, I'm going to have to reinvent myself, which is good because that's something that I wanted to do. And that's just where I'm at today.
1: You talk about sacrifice as an entrepreneur. What do you, what do you, just just share with the people, what are some of the things that you felt like you had to sacrifice in order to uh build your own brand again, a two-part question. And in those sacrifices that you made, do you think it was worth it versus being able to just go clock in for somebody else's establishment and not have to take home any of that? Any of that, anything. There is no sacrifice really. It's just a matter of your time and giving it to another person's dream.
0: Well, the the, the reward is actually greater than the sacrifice because you are your own boss. You, you set your own hours, you set your own pace, you got time to think, you can be more creative, you don't have no one, uh, when you walk in two minutes, two minutes late, when you walk in two minutes late, someone's like, you know, and I'm the type of person that soon as I get on the job, I'm gonna work until the end. So, you know, you got a good hard worker and to put forth that effort, is uh, sacrifice, but you gotta be disciplined as well. You gotta be able to save your money. You gotta pay your bills. You gotta stay on top of this. When the doors need to be open, you gotta be there, keep the doors open. You gotta make good friends. When they say uh, the customer is always right, (laughs) in so many words, they're right because, you know, you're trying to grow your business. And I was told that consistency builds business and business builds money. So I had to be consistent on a daily basis. Like you said, you fell asleep in the chair and I was still able to make your haircut look good. So being consistent in that built the business and the money. So uh, just having to do all of that. But I would also say being an entrepreneur and trying to open up a business, you wanna have the right team. You wanna have good people around you because once all of that fails, everything falls on you. You become the door greeter, you become the phone receptionist, you become the repairman, you become the bill payer, you become uh, going to get supplies. So everything falls on you. And if you don't have the the will and the power and the strength to continue to fight on, then you're not gonna make it. You might as well go get a job. But corporate America is vicious as well. So it's like you're in a catch 22.
1: So what I hear, Because I I feel like I understand what you're saying, but in case for those that are listening, you're going to sacrifice time. You're going to sacrifice sleep. You're going to sacrifice uh, peace of mind on occasion because you're carrying so much. Um, But the payoff is that it's yours. And it's coming from a space of uh, a genuine space. It's coming from your heart because you're creating. Now, you're, you said you're an artist and an entrepreneur. Do you find it Correct. hard to go back and forth from left brain to right brain, business to creativity? you find that difficult?
0: No, not really, because the creativity is in the business. So I don't feel that it's hard. You just got to have the time and be able to make time to do certain things and have your uh, schedule prioritized so you can itemize each area. You know what I mean? Just like if you're in high school, they got nine periods, you got nine different classes. So you gotta have your day set up just like that, you know, as as a priority. But I wanted to read the definition of entrepreneurship for you. And that is the activity of setting up a business or businesses taking on financial risk in hope of a profit. So being an entrepreneur and getting off into entrepreneurship, of course, you got to have the right idea. And like we was just talking about making sacrifices, lack of sleep, you know, always trying to make your business better. You know, it's, it, it takes a lot out of you. And as far as corporate America, that's how they got to where they are, because it's like in corporate America, you're just a number, you know, come on in, clock in get your paycheck, leave, you know, and it seems like that that controls you. So when you're on corporate America, you re- you may even have some good ideas to start your own business. But being in corporate America, you just never have the time because you work for them eight to ten hours a day. You got kids come home. You got to help them with their homework. So, you know, it just takes a lot out of you to actually be an entrepreneur. So most of the time people get stuck on a 30 year job just to get you know, the 401k or whatever the case may be. And that's the downside of being an entrepreneurial is, you know, you don't have a 401k, you don't have health insurance. So all of these things you got to acquire on your own, which in corporate America they do, well, most businesses do pay for your insurance, <clears throat> excuse me, and things like that.
1: <clears throat> so there's a sense of security that comes with working with a job um and there's definitely a great deal of risk with going outside of that that norm and starting your own thing but I agree I feel like it's worth it um I'm definitely not set up to I have been an employee uh several times over in my life I'm always a manager or a boss of some sort I always have a team in that setting and that's how I'm able to go back and forth I can't If I'm going to work for somebody, I have to be a part of the leadership. And that's just how I've been for years. But um, it definitely is worth it to me, the sacrifice uh, of owning my own business and working for myself and uh, knowing that the paycheck isn't going to be created unless I put the effort forth is a great deal more satisfying than it is going to work and coming home and not having to worry about anything because I know that paycheck's coming because I put in my dollars that you've expected of me. Um, And there's been times in my life where having that security was more important than the vision. So I've gone back and forth, especially raising my son. Uh, When you have people that depend on you, sometimes you have to make a sacrifice and put your own shit on hold and go do something else to make sure that you can maintain your household and make sure that stability and that security is, you know, intact for the little people that depend on you. Uh, when my son turned 19 years old, that was the end of me though. Not not supporting him, but since I didn't have to financially support him in my home anymore, then it was okay for me to go out and do my own thing because it's just me. I don't have to worry about it. He's taken care of. So I get it. And I congratulate you, Seem, because mm-hmm. what you're doing is, is a big thing to be able to shift gears um, and tap into another talent of yours. Uh, that's very courageous, very courageous.
0: Yes. And you just got to have, you got to be confident in Mm -hmm. the product or service that you're selling and you just got to make the sacrifices. And a lot of people don't want to make the sacrifices. So that's why a lot of businesses fall, entrepreneurs fall because they don't want to make the sacrifices and they don't want to put in the time and the work. See, I Mm -hmm. mean, being an entrepreneur is good because I mean, you still carry some amount of stress, but it's not the corporate stress. It's not. It's a different stress, you know. So it is. without yeah. putting that forward, you know, it's just like, uh, uh, like you uh, hear people say, "There's the right way and the wrong way." Then there's my way. I understand that now, because, and this is not uh, one-sided, but my way is what got me to the point that I'm at today. So if you got a person or entrepreneur that has a good idea and is willing to put in the work, then I can follow that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when you have a business and you'll, you'll have people come in and say, well, Hey, why not you do it this way? Hey, why don't you do it that way? But my way is what got me here. So, mm-hmm. you know, let me continue to do the way I'm What's doing it, but yeah. having the right team can, 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 you know, really make that better. And just like uh, president Kennedy said, Ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. And I understand that too, you know, help out, you know, be a, be a part of the team. Right. Right.
1: So Crystal, you and I met because you are what I like to call a true to form an entrepreneur because Mm -hmm. you were very adamant, very, when we first met, we were both hungry for what we were trying to go for and each other had what the other needed to like further the vision. It's so we, can't, we teamed up. But you, you were very adamant about making it a point to create income off of your creative abilities. And you're an artist, work with canvas, you're a, a, a fashion designer, and you are a musician, a poet and a singer. And all those things over the years helped you earn an income and feed your spirit. Mm -hmm. What just, yeah, tell, tell the listeners like your experience and, you know, why it was important for you to go that route.
2: I think it was important for me because I believe that everyone should be passionate about what they're doing. I mean, if you're going to be at work for eight hours or plus hours, you should enjoy what you do. Um, I think probably what led up to that is every job I've ever had, I've worked really hard and always made it to a supervisor, managerial position. Um, And by the time I get to that position, I'm over it. Um, It's a bunch of bullshit and they're like, oh, run it the way you want, this is what we expect. Uh, There was a time when I was about probably 18, 19, it was one of my first jobs and it was for a large cleaning company and we would go in and clean offices. And everyone had done a fantastic job. And part of my job was to inspect everything. And I'm a perfectionist. I knew it was perfect. So I said, you guys, we have like an hour left. Why don't we go across the street, get some ice cream and hang out? Well, we did such a good job that the owner rarely ever came out. This particular day he happened to come out and I was like, oh no. So we're like walking back and we see his car. And I was like, we are in so much trouble. So we go in there and he's like, where were you guys? And I said, well, we got everything done. You're more than welcome to check it. And he said, no, where were you guys? And I said, well, we went to the ice cream shop. And he's like, why? And I said, because we're done. Everything's done. And he said, I am not paying you to eat ice cream. And I said, well, I know you're not, but it's a treat. I wanted to treat everyone. because We did a great job. And he's trying to fire me and I'm quitting. And He's like, I want you to take off your shirt. You need to give me your shirt before you go. Because we were supposed to wear a t-shirt underneath the cleaning uh, gear. And so I took it off and I didn't wear a t-shirt under it. I was just in my bra. And I said, (laughs) F you. Gave him the middle finger as I'm dropping my ice cream on the floor. And I'm like, you can clean that up. I'm gone. Never look back.
1: And then I (laughs)
2: worked. Almost every job that I've had for someone else starts out really well, but at the end it always ends up really bad. Um, So then I worked for this smaller cleaning company, probably in my early 20s. And uh, she was telling me I had to wear rubber gloves. And I said, I'm not going to wear rubber gloves. And she's like, well, what are you going to do after you clean a bathroom? And I was like, wash my hands. And she's like, well, what if you have five bathrooms? wash my hands five times it's pretty easy and she's like well my clients expect and what ended up happening was she pissed me off one day so I not only got quit fired again that was pretty much every job I had I took half of her clients who I was cleaning for and I said I want to tell you what happened I'm going to be very honest about it and I went on my merry way for 20 years with a cleaning company. Didn't have to work with anyone, did a fantastic job. Some of my clients I had had for 10, 15 years,
1: but yeah. I still and it turned it. out okay. Yeah. something sure you said about how it always starts out good, but then it ends up real bad. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's I, always I, because I,
2: I want to do something for the employees. I worked for another company where I was the store manager. Um, the job was terrible and the manager's, Underneath me, work so hard that I told them, take an extra five minutes out of your day and go smoke a cigarette, go eat some lunch, go take a walk, and don't clock out. You just come back and be ready for the rest of the day. So the owner came in, he said, What is this about the managers getting an extra break? And I said, It's five minutes. They work really hard. And he's like, I didn't approve that. And I said, I don't understand. Like they're working really hard. Why can't they have five minutes? And he's like, because I'm not paying people to take a walk and to go eat something and this and that. And I said, okay. So again, quit fired. And I was walking out and put up both of my middle fingers and walked out the door. So I wow. literally Can burned I chime in in the Can in break. on that please? No just
0: chime in <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: I'm a spitfire when I get mad so I'm just like I've burnt every bridge there's no going back to any of those jobs ever but one thing I can say with all of the positions that I've had um I've learned something from them I still would have done it the same way I was still would have given the employees you know ice cream or five extra minutes or whatever it happened to be um but I did learn a lot and that actually is what they helped deserve. me become an entrepreneur yeah yeah Exactly.
1: I, uh, what makes me chuckle about you, Chris, is because you're so feisty. I know. Your little self, flipping people off. Fuck you. I had a similar
0: situation, too. I
1: had a
0: similar situation. I was working at UPS, and it's five in the morning. So, I got in there, I got all my rolls clean. You know, it's five in the morning, I had no breakfast. So I just wanted to go to the uh, soda machine to get a can of soda. You know, to give me some sugar to give me more energy. So I was about to go to the pop machine and they told me I could not go get a soda pop. And he told me I could go to the water fountain, but I could not go to the soda pop machine to get a soda pop.
2: That's ridiculous, I would've lost it.
0: I was like, wow, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that was dirty. So uh, I got back to my station. Another manager came up and said, oh, I heard you had a soda pop up here. I was like, well, no, sir, I never got one. And he was like, well, you can't go get no soda pop. You only can do that when you take your break. Man, I looked at that box I had in my hand and I dropped it on the floor and I said, you know what? I'm out of here. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and it was it was really funny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I uh, I know <laughs> Ashley's going to have some stories about yeah. telling uh, <laughs> somebody you can go F yourself with a gig <laughs> we're going to go to a break real quick folks yeah. and we'll be right right back thank you for tuning in Tuning in and Three Queens and a King podcast. Today we're talking about entrepreneurship versus corporate America slash being an employee because uh, there's nonprofit organizations and uh, you have uh, small chains of, um, of businesses and small business owners that employ people. But uh, yeah, the difference between the two. And um, before we bring in Ashley, I, I just want to share with, um, share with you guys and share with the listeners. I had an, an I quit moment. It wasn't drama filled. It wasn't, um, I have had I cuss you out when I'm walking out the door moments too. I've had those. I've had those. I mean several. And y'all know me, so it's like Boy, they be colorful. If I'm feeling real some kind of way. Real real. I'm making a scene and everything. But um I uh I recently made for the last time, for the last time, because it's, delayed. it's the latest last time to make this decision, made this decision to walk away from a really dope organization that I uh, had been trying for like a year and a half to get on with, wanted to get a position with this organization, apply for different positions. People knew me from a different uh, position that I had been in with a sister organization. So they knew, they knew my quality of work. They knew I was passionate about the work and some that I really, really wanted ended up landing the position was not even in the position for four weeks and was like, this isn't for me anymore. And walked away from the job and it was close to six figures and it could have catapulted me in that direction doing something that I'm somewhat passionate about. But I saw an opportunity. I saw a space, a really small window that was saying, this is your time. If you do it now, it will work. Do it. And I was like, do I take the stability and the security, the whole package, or do I try one more time to get my own shit off the ground? Which one do I do? And I debated and I was losing sleep and I was like, what should I do? And I meditated on it and it just felt better in my soul once I decided that I was gonna get this off the ground one more time. And I didn't even know what it was. I knew I knew the podcast was happening, I knew the blog was happening, the public speaking, the TEDx talks. I knew all that was coming because that was being put into play late last year while I was still struggling, but I'm one of those kinds of people where I need a steady weekly situation coming in. I need money coming in all time. Okay. Time. I know it's coming in. Or I get too antsy and then I'm not able to focus and produce anything cuz I'm concerned about where the money's going to come from. I said, I got to do something. And that's where the logistics came into play. And it came to me in trickle effects by way of Derek Ash. He brought it to me first, but then I, sh- I shaped it up to fit what was good for me. You know, so somebody can plant a seed. that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to germinate in the same way they envision it to. So he did, he planted the seed in me like bloop. But as soon as the seed was planted, it started like, boom. And I couldn't think about anything else. The spirit was saying, do this, it will work for you. So here we are and it is working and uh, I'm excited. Yes, yes. um, I would much rather be an entrepreneur than work for somebody else. Um, And I'm so very grateful for all the bumps and bruises along the way that got me to this point because truly and as, as cliche as it sounds, I would not be here had they not occurred in the exact way that they did mm-hmm. and hurt me and and frustrated me and disappointed me and all the emotions that I felt wrapped in all the lessons and all the celebrations and the accomplishments. But I won't say I didn't see success. It just wasn't to the level that I wanted to see it or needed it to grow. Uh, but I'm so grateful because, had it had not occurred, I would not be here able to maneuver the way that I do. So, always, I will always choose that. But to play devil's advocate, I do understand where people sit when their choice is to take the security because some people are just not built to be entrepreneurs and do their own thing. Some people would much rather help the situation along. And if that's the space that you're in, then there's room for all of us. There's room for every kind of person. And it takes all kinds of people to make this particular society tick and run the way that it does. So um, to each his own, basically. Mm-hmm. Basically, Ash, let's uh, let you wrap it up. So tell us about your experience, what you want to do, what you want to get into and the kind of stuff that you've seen.
3: Um, yeah, first off i want to uh mention what we had talked about on the break how i was so grateful to hear everybody's quitting stories because i don't feel like that is normalized enough i think that people should be less pressured to you know be a quote-unquote good employee and you know disrupt some shit because you never get any change without any disruption you know we wouldn't even have the fucking five hour or five day work week without you know some disruption you know working some humane hours, which I still think is too much. You know, we still all work too much. We all still give too much effort. Um, I love hearing quit stories, especially Chris's, because if you guys knew Chris or if you saw Chris, she like has such a gentle spirit, but I love that she had that fire. in her. It was just like, all right, well, you know what? Two middle fingers up. I'm about of here. That's beautiful <laughs> to me. And I think we should all share more of that. Um, I will say what's really, you guys probably really be surprised by this, but I have never really, my dream is to flip a table, but I always leave very gently. If I have something going on at work, I'm just like, you know what, let me just go ahead and wet my hands of this, put them on two weeks and I'm out. You know, I never, I never really got a chance to like go off the way that I really want to. And I just like, you know, I walk away, I make them miss me. That's how I feel it in my head. Like, I feel like that hurts worse because I feel like I'm bombed once I get in. I'm in, I'm working, you know, I'm being as friendly as I can, especially if, you know, at least there's two people that I like that I'm really having a good time. Um, I I follow the rules for the most part. If I feel like I can do something better, you know, I'm gonna do it on the fly. You know, when new people come in and they're like, okay, this is how you're supposed to do it, but this is how I do it. You know, and if you're doing it good enough, nobody's gonna say anything. But um, I started, I feel like I really started working, working, um, when I started like working in restaurants and, you know, bartending and basically doing every position you can do in a restaurant. And if you take any kind of job, literally it's, that's the hardest one to quit. It's the most fun to do. It's the, I mean, it's very corporate, it's super structured, but I mean, if you're a tipped employee, you ain't making anything. So you might as well be there make, having fun. You might as well sneak a shot. You might as well go <laughs> outside, you know, smoke something, whatever, you know, just do whatever you have to do to get through the day and make your money. And you know, you're going to be tired. You're going to be stressed. You're going to be exhausted. You're going to hate everybody that you see. You're never even going to want to go out anymore. Um, but when you go home and you get to count your little money, it's just like, okay, you know what I'm saying? My back hurts, but you know, I can put tires on the car. So it's, it's like a cycle that, you know, you love it, but you hate it, but you'll never do anything else like it. Anytime I ever do anything else, I always go back to it. Even now. Even after, you know, the pandemic hit and my last um, restaurant job where I was being tipped up, I loved it. And it was, I was absolutely drinking the Kool-Aid. It was very cult-like. Not to say that I didn't have a good time. Not to say that, you know, as far as the way that their corporate structure was built, that it was, you know, one of the better situations that I'd been in. There was some definitely room for improvement, but that was above my pay grade. And I didn't care because I was getting money, so it didn't even matter. (laughs) Um, That's (laughs) great. Um, but you know, once everything shut down and we got to stay home, of course, I was very like nervous about, you know, what am I going to do? What's my next move? And then when they started bringing people back, you know, during a plague and they're like, you know, just put this mask on. It just felt, it was so weird. And I'm, I'll never forget how, cause I kept telling myself, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm just going to do it just to see what happens. At this point, I didn't even care about if I made any money or because I've always been able to bounce back I didn't care about I don't know you know the way that I worked any of that I was just like I was just curious as to what it was going to look like how we were going to be treated how people were going to act and don't get me wrong I was I was scared it was it was a scary thing and it looked scary like coming in to like be retrained for like a couple days and like seeing how miserable the team looked seeing how sad everyone looked and the you, the corporate mask that they gave us, I mean, we all looked really sharp when we come to work, but then they gave us these masks. Everybody looked like a ninja and they were like super tight and you couldn't breathe. And not to say that you shouldn't wear a mask, absolutely. I wear one. I have like a collection of masks over here. Some, I got to match mouth. outfits now. Now I'm just like, you know, I don't mind covering up. This, I don't mind covering up because it's like none of your business, you know? <laughs> but um, I put this thing on and I was like, oh my God, I feel like I'm wearing a goddamn muzzle. And they're like, you know, put this muzzle on and go make my money. And mm-hmm. I quit two days, like two weeks as soon as I could quit, I did when I finally could put in my two weeks. And I really didn't look back. I I I was just like, you know, now I'm at the point where I'm like, you know, these people don't really don't give a F about me. No matter how much work I put in, no matter how you know, how well I feel like I'm doing, I'm not gonna depend on that anymore. So I really took my time to think and not even just think just enjoy myself to live my life I literally didn't work for almost a whole year and I didn't really get to collect any unemployment because they had brought us back so fast so um I definitely had you know had to had to sacrifice but for my mental health that was priceless and Mm -hmm. it was so crazy how much stress is lifted off of you that you don't even think about like you know I didn't even have to have the time I didn't I didn't have to waste any time thinking about how bad my feet hurt. I didn't have to waste any time thinking about how shitty my day was. I didn't have to waste any time thinking about you know, oh man, I gotta get all of this shit washed so I can get to work and putting gas in the car like it was such a nice vacation and it wasn't like I was slacking or it was just I got to take a breath and breathe mm-hmm. and now my focus is on, Making some money and thinking about what my what my next moves are, you know, in terms of being an entrepreneur. And I love that I have you guys in my life because, Meek, you're a shining example of somebody who. I mean, you hustle, and you hustle for yourself. Oh. I never really hustle for myself. I, have you know, I always put my energy towards, you know, working for somebody else. Thinking, okay, you know, i I always climb the corporate ladder. I'm always like, okay, you know, I'm doing this. I'm doing this because. You met me in a work situation. Every time I see you, I got mm-hmm. work clothes or you walk into somewhere I work in or I'll walk into somewhere where I'm interviewing and you sitting there. Like, mm-hmm. you, <laughs> you know, I'm always moving on, you know, trying to find something else to do, seeing where I fit in. But I realize now I don't fit anywhere. So in my uh, journey to make some money for myself, I'm learning how to be a shitty employee. And but I, what I mean by that is giving as little energy as I possibly can to something that I don't give a damn about. So, you know, I'm going clock in, I'm gonna do my thing. You wait, you getting the bare minimum. And not <laughs> to say that my bare I mean, I think my bare minimum is beautiful, but you don't get too much more of me. And I'm gonna and demand that, what I need from myself.
1: And I mean, in, in the Chris and Seem uh, chime in on this too real quick. Correct me if I'm wrong though, and if you guys recall to the point where you transition from working for somebody else to deciding you're gonna do your own thing it was it was that point that came about when you stopped putting effort and passion into what your name was attached to because it wasn't truly yours is is about the point you get to when you make the leap to say okay i'm done i'm about to do me and that's just what it's going to be so i know ash some of the stuff that you want to do man and we've talked about it a couple of times then yeah, I, 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 I don't believe in coincidence. I believe that, I know, I know that it's not coincidence that we came together to do this show because I listened. I didn't jump into it. I said, who should be a part of this? And it took over a course of two months for it to come together and I listened. And now here you are being exposed to these stories and networking and you're putting your own energy out there. And I know you're going to kill it when you decide to do it. I know that the opportunities are just going to open up for you. And it's yeah, going to be, I think, you know- the best thing Absolutely. that you can do you said something too where you said I I don't fit in I just don't fit in in this structure and there's nothing wrong with that we just said it there's some people that move in that space better than if they were have, they were to take the risk to step out on their own and they need that security for whatever reason and th- there's no judgment there that's just what's good for them it's not good for you so you've been trying to fit into um, a square you know hole and you around you know it just doesn't fit so as soon as you go out and figure out what it is that you want to do and you step out on faith it is going to come to light for you it will just open up for you day after day after day after day week after week month after month until you realize that that's now your life however long that'll take for you be like you know what this is now what my life looks like boom I, I didn't crossed over You guys agree? Absolutely. Yeah. Let
0: me say this. I haven't worked a full-time job since 1997. I've been working for myself that long. And a lot of people are scared about filing taxes. Well, it's the same as if you were working a job filing taxes. And most of the time, when you own a business, you get tax breaks, you got tax write-offs. So it's just about having the right product and the right motivation and just really get out there and do it.
3: Yep. Yeah, I think for me, it was one, a confidence thing, not not knowing, I mean, knowing that I am a hard worker, but just the uncertainty. Um, and I, my whole life, I've been somebody who has had to take care of herself. So um, being able to finally build myself a stable shelf to kind of, you know, feel comfortable and uh, it's taken me a long time to be there. And uh, that was always a big factor. I always have, have loved to arm myself with information, but just kind of like focusing in on what I need to know. And like you said earlier, you know, building a team, it's been harder, it's, it's been a little bit easier to, um, I would say in my older age, to just kind of get other people on board that are a little less dismissive of um, pursuing something for yourself. And, also, you know, coming from a tradition of, you know, you just go to work, you bust your ass and you come home and, you know, not really feeling any kind of like encouragement, not feeling any kind of like, you know, like your worth shit. It was basically, you know, we all know you turn 18 and you get out. That's it. Go do something. You know what I'm saying? I think learning about how other businesses are started and how businesses get to be funded, with so much mediocrity behind them as well we see money going into businesses and they get to fold so quickly look at how Quibi came up and went down real fast they had like half you know half a billion dollars to get started came up went down real fast you know there's a list of big businesses but they with entrepreneurs be like oh you know Jeff Bezos did this and Bill Gates did that but they both you know started off with million dollar loans from their family from their parents you know so we also gotta right. we also gotta keep in mind and of course i don't knock anybody for saying if the job that they like to do if that's what you like to do you come home you make your money that's fine
1: that's mm-hmm.
3: perfectly fine like me said I'm, i have nothing against that i was raised on that you know that's what fed me as a child but i think trying like you know you, you the sacrifice like uh like was saying, you know, the sacrifice is nothing compared to what you sacrifice when you have to go to that soul-sucking place every day that you hate with the people that you can't stand and, you know, the manager that's breathing down your neck for no reason. It's like, bro, I showed up. What you standing over here for? You know, so I think now that I have, I'm getting older and, you know, some opportunities are presenting themselves and there are people that are backing me. Like, I got to... Give a shout out to my Aunt Myra, who is my guardian angel, my goodness gracious. You know, she's giving me a really good opportunity right now. So I'm gonna take advantage of that. And I'm going to also not be afraid to take that opportunity and not be so like, oh well, you know, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. No, it's it's, it's like a partnership. It's like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna I thank you for giving me this opportunity. We're gonna we gonna go hard.
0: Listen. And- to go into, uh, you know, as far as entrepreneurship and setting up businesses, now today, I think it's more easier because now you have online-based businesses to where you don't even have to leave your home and you can have your products and services and do everything online. So, but as a storefront business, you definitely want to be in the right location because Absolutely. I've seen people
3: go under.
0: Yeah. Yeah uh i don't I mean, know it's if also I'm the information
3: that you have like you know knowing you can just like hop online and go like okay you know this is what i need to do these are the people i need this is the paperwork i need you know this is what i need to do like it's all about access to information and access to resources and it always comes back to that so you know i think systemically i think things are getting better because now we know better and e- consumers are knowing better you know you. i mean i genuinely you vote with your money so, you know, we, we just, I think consumers are more conscious of the way that they spend their money. And I think business owners, especially small business owners, you know, when you got the heart and you got the soul, I think that you'll be okay. I
1: agree.
0: Is it okay I if I uh, read, this, uh, uh, read this meaning of corporate America that I got? Yeah,
1: yeah, go ahead. Is that okay? Yeah, go ahead.
0: It says here, corporate America is a, it's a new phrase for the modern slavery, which dozens of wealthy families, less than 1% of the population, plans and governs almost all nations by manipulating their economy, politics, and social life, just to befit the corporation, and become bigger daily because they control legislation, uh, judicial, and, executive systems since the last decade. Corporate America is the main cause for many wars in the last few decades and I would say all wars myself but and are responsible for poverty in the U.S.
1: and abroad. There has to be a meaning of corporate America. There has to be a uh, tier system for this society to work. There has to be. There has to be poor people. There has to be working class. Then there has to be wealthy. And then there's that top tier that's running it all. If that if that system was to collapse or 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 shift, um, then the power shifts. And that's why the the divide is so tough. Why the lack of resources um, and knowledge and education and, and uh, just the money to do what it is that you need to do to get your business off the ground. Small business has always struggled when it came down to, I mean, look at, look at you know, the money that's being handed out and some of these corporations that got like millions of dollars when COVID first hit last year um, that are like huge chains, huge, huge corporations, but the small mom and pop businesses couldn't get, you know, any help, you know? So it's just, it's just the way the situation is set up. But Ashley said it, when you understand, when you understand the resources and you understand how things work and you have the knowledge, then you can move differently. And that's where we're at. We're in a prime situation right now. I think this is prime time for small business and entrepreneurs to really just like capitalize on this reset that we see happening around us since, you know, last year, late Mm -hmm. 2019. Um, we're going to take our last break guys. Uh, listen to a little bit more music there. We're going to come back with the final thought and then we're going to wrap up the show. We appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll be right, right back. Thank you. We're back, folks. So uh, we've been talking about entrepreneurship. This is a really great conversation, too, because we're all in a different space within our journey as entrepreneurs um, versus corporate America. We've all worked in some form or fashion for somebody else uh, directly for corporate America. I have worked for corporate America and it was an experience. I did it one time like for a full on like international corporation and was like, I'm good. Uh, from there I went to the nonprofit sector and if I was to ever have to work for somebody again it would be through the nonprofit uh, sector for an organization that uh, was really behind something that deeply touched me so that I would have passion going to work every day but um, let's go around the let's go around the horn on our final thought just a piece of advice or uh, a gentle nudge maybe if you will uh, to maybe a budding entrepreneur that's listening or anybody that you might talk to that's like, how do I get from point A to B without disrupting my life too much? Uh, Sam, you wanna start? Start us off with that.
0: Okay, I would say just uh, a tidbit of advice for anyone that's trying to start a business. I guess you have to take certain steps and that is first, find out what you wanna do or find the name that you wanna register a business under Go to the secretary, of the state, file your name, get your business account, get your EIN number. Those things are relatively easy, but the hardest part is being confident about what you're doing, making the sacrifices to do it. You cannot be lazy. You gotta have the will. You gotta have love, and you gotta be able to invest in people. That's what I would say. So nice.
2: Very good advice. Chris? I think for me, I I agree with everything Nassim's uh, said, but for me, I think I've always been one of those people that I've I've been okay with failing. Being a perfectionist, it's it's kind of uh, strange to say that, but you can't succeed unless you fail. And you're gonna fail along the way, but look at that failure as just learning lessons. That's all it is. And just keep going. And it's gonna be hard. I mean, I think sometimes people are like, oh, I'm gonna be an entrepreneur. I'm gonna be a boss and I can just set my own hours. I don't have to work that hard. Now you have to work a hundred times harder than just Mm -hmm. in and getting a paycheck, but it's worth it in the end because it's something that you built,
3: something that you created.
1: Mm -hmm. I think that's accurate, yeah. Ash, what you think?
3: Um, Coming off of what Chris said, I would say, not only being afraid of your own failure, looking to the big failures, um, looking to some of the bigger companies, corporations, seeing, just kind of check out what their mediocrity has brought. You know, there's a lot of things where you look at it it's like, man, that ain't so great, but they making money or, you know, they got a chance to continue losing money. Check that out, and also don't be afraid to quit your job. Don't be afraid to half-ass it. Clock out if you have to. Don't even clock out. Flip a table. Okay, <laughs> make a, make them listen to you for real. Like we're it's a new world. Demand your respect or do, or disrespect where they don't where they don't respect you. So that's that's my final thought.
1: I I've been there. I've been on that side. <laughs> um, not so much anymore because I've often the universe will make it so that I have to circle back around to that situation eventually, where I acted a fool. And yeah, sometimes, you know, I'd have to humble myself and I've done it often enough. At any rate though, I do agree with what everybody said, um, especially uh, the the having the faith and, you know, just step out. Basically what Ashley was saying, quit your gig if that's what you feel like you need to do. Um, If something is pressing on your spirit, this is my final thought. If something is pressing on your spirit for you to delve into, because um, universe will give you all kinds of signs to let you know you're on the right path. Um, it's 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 uh, will the will of the person that often has us pressing on in a situation we know better, but we wanted to see something different. But again, you'll get signs. But yeah, listen to your to your your spirit, and if your spirit's telling you that it's time for you to delve into something else, and it's really really like stoking a fire in you then listen to that and then jump out on faith. I think that's the biggest thing that uh, that I would share with somebody that's thinking about, you know, trying something out for themselves. You have to have faith in what it is that you're doing, faith in yourself and then faith in whatever God you pray to um, or whatever belief system that you subscribe to, that that is going to come to light in the manner that you want to. We're all energy um, and, and it's very easy to manifest and visualize what you want your life to look like. And, I, and people think it's harder than um, than just that, but it really isn't. We make it harder than that. If you focus and you hone in and you say, this is what I want, you put it out there, you ask for it, you visualize, you manifest, and then you put the action behind it. That combination is going to bring about what it is that you want. So don't be fearful. Just decide what you want to do and be thorough with what it is that you're trying to you know, accomplish. Um, do your fact checks and make sure you understand how the industry works and have all your ducks in a row, just be prepared and, and, and then go for it. We're only here once. I've had people say to me many, many times, you do so much. I don't really, I just, things spark, spark my interest and I don't have a reason not to try it out. If it sparks my interest enough, I'm going to see if it works. And now, you know, eventually I'll hit something that I really, you know, love to do. And I feel like I've done that. So yeah, I'm doing it my own way. Like Seem said earlier in the show, And I've been doing it my own way all this time. And every time I try to fit into what somebody thinks I should be looking like or how I should be moving, shit implodes and explodes all around me. And then I got to get back on track. And I ain't doing that no more. So follow your gut, folks. (laughs) Yes. I hope everybody enjoyed themselves. Naseem, I know you'll come back if we ask you, right? I sure will. Anytime. Anytime. I know you will. We appreciate you coming on. So we celebrate you. We appreciate what you've done with the community. Folks, please remember to always, always, always be the light that you seek. And we will see you next week. Peace.